Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So I want to show you my family. I'm going to throw a photo up there. Um, Beautiful Hartley, who introduced me via Kath's text, um, is God's greatest gift to me, without a doubt. Um, You know, I spent my young adult years praying for God's choice for me because I thought that would be far better than my own. And he gave me this great man. I call him Saint Hartley. He's a good one. He's a true gentleman. Um, And then beautiful Sienna is with me tonight. And can you stand up, sweetie? Can you stand up on your seat so they can see you in all your preteen glory? Turn around and give them a little wave. (laughs) And she's a dancer too, which is fun. You can sit down, sweetie. And she's a mini me. She's getting ready to take my job one day. Already I feel it. She's She's a born leader. And it's really fun to bring her along the way and just share a little bit like open my coat and let, let her see, look and learn. And I think she'll be one of my greatest disciples, my beautiful girl. Uh, and then there's Jesse, my son. I'm getting a bit of reverb. Is that normal? It's like it's echoing back. All good. Um, Jesse is my son and he's the one who um, comforts me. He's very empathetic. And if I'm not feeling well, he's the one who notices and leans in. He's so lovely. And then there's my daughter, Cleo, little baby bear. Um, And she's creative and she's our delight. And she likes to colour in sometimes the walls, sometimes the doors. Um, But I don't rebuke her, actually. Like, I take the texture out of her hand. But I don't rebuke her because I recognise this is kind of who she is. I I just redirect her to the paper, of course. (laughs) But I love who she is. And it's true, as um, Pastor Kath said, I was um, born in Barmera in the Riverland and then uh, spent a little bit of time, a few years in the southeast, and then in the Barossa in my teen years until I was 18 and then I moved to Sydney, went to C3 College and studied dance, met St Hartley, had a few children and we've been building C3 Church under Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle in Sydney for the last 20 years. How did that go? Where did that go? It's, it's wild how time passes and it's the greatest privilege of our life. We love to serve them and to build the house of God. When I was Sienna's age, I knew that this is what I would grow up and do. This is what I wanted to do. I I believe in the church. I believe it's the hope of the world. I believe in what we're experiencing here tonight. So it's a pleasure. So my title tonight is Crowned with Kindness because I, I believe as I share tonight that this is the overriding truth, that no matter how things appear, we are crowned with His kindness. Uh, Psalm 65:11 says, "You crown the year with a bountiful harvest, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And I'm believing that this weekend, even the hard pathways, the difficult parts of our life are going to bring a harvest, are going to bring forth an abundance this weekend as we come into this atmosphere, gathered under this roof together. You know, God is a God of miracles, creative miracles. He brings forth the harvest, even in difficult, stuck up, shut up places. And He's very kind and he, He's not fussing and um, towards this one or that one. He sees us all, every single woman seated under this roof tonight, He sees each of us. That's His very nature. He's the kind of God who cares and knows the details of our hearts and lives. And, you know, if I'm honest, it's been an 
unexpected year. That's my very PC <laughs> description of the year that I've just had. And um, I'll start with some light examples and then maybe I'll go a little bit deeper. But okay, so on Monday, I opened up my iPad and prepared the messages prior for this weekend. I opened it up and um, Cleo, my five-year-old, loves my iPad. We're co-owners of my iPad, it seems. And um, she had, because she is creative, she decided that she did not like the notability icon. So she allows the one she likes to stay, as in the pink unicorn, that icon is allowed to stay. But the notability icon was not very creative or pretty and she decided to delete that along with with five years of content of message preachers, including what I was going to bring this weekend. But actually, if I'm honest, I didn't even really freak out. And, and, And this is why, A, you can recall a certain amount if you need to. B, God is always saying something fresh and new anyhow. And the the fresh and new is like got the life on it, right? And also, if I'm really honest, I, um, you know, it's been an interesting season. Um, but I felt like there was an intervention of sorts or a change of season on Friday, and I felt the just the atmosphere um, change around me. You know, when you step from one season into another, and you can actually feel it change. And I felt that and I thought the sound of what I'm bringing this weekend needs to be the sound of the new season. It needs to be a sound of victory. It needs to be a sound of breakthrough in order to bring life and strength to the women that are gathered here this weekend. And so sometimes I find that God hits the reset button. And I actually think it's to all of our advantage that the messages that I'm bringing this weekend are the ones that have come because of the reset button got hit. (laughs) So thank you, Cleo, (laughs) for delivering all that. Now, she is, she is lovely. We have decided to keep her in spite of that. She's, she's pretty all right. We'll keep her. It's all good. Psalm 51.10 says, Renew a right, persevering and steadfast spirit within me. And the message translation of that same Scripture says, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. And I believe over this weekend, even particularly tonight, there's gonna be a rebirth, a reinvention, a renewing. And I'm really excited to be here because I feel like it's a Victory Church Significant Conference renewing happening right now. Because the meaning of renew is to resume an activity after an interruption. And I think it's interesting that we've had a bit of an interruption here at Victory Church. And there's a sense of renewing the recalling of this gathering. And it does feel right, like Pastor Tony said, at the start of the night. And it's, it's a pleasure to be in the room and a part of it here tonight. You know, when we are under something, we see through the lens of that, of what we're going through. And, you know, unless we cut through in prayer or in worship or, and get a higher perspective, we actually start to communicate that very thing that we're under. And prayer is a powerful thing because it does cut through all the haze and it enables us to see differently. And sometimes it's very powerful when um, someone is praying on our behalf and that is the gift of the intercessor because they cut through on our behalf. Even when we feel under a cloud, they'll go before God and they'll pray on our behalf and, and bring um, an intervention. And in this season, I've been grateful for those who pray on my behalf. To be honest, uh, sometimes prayer for me at the moment has looked like sitting in the sun, looking at the clouds, 
more like communion than a particularly active anything. And I think God's okay with that sometimes. I think rest also translates as prayer. So, you know, God just likes to be with us because He's a God of relationships and He's not so much about a religious act as genuine connection. And so I think He quite likes me sitting in the sun and looking at the clouds in this season. And it's with valid reason. But you know what's amazing is when we get a word from God and it comes in season and it can be like somebody coming and bringing the oxygen mask down on the deep sea diver and we get this sense of like a great inhalation and it enables us to keep breathing, keep going, keep sustaining for the period ahead. A word in season is like that oxygen mask coming on when it's personal and ripe and in season. It's very powerful. And, uh, you know, I, a friend sent me this Scripture that I'm going to read over us tonight. And I'm believing life is going to enter some places, some barren places tonight. Some women are going to feel like that inhalation happens for you as you sit in your seats tonight. And when I got this word, it pierced my heart and I I wept because I felt the breaking. I felt the shifting of one season into another. And you know, when you've just been holding your breath, just hoping a seasonal change will come, I realised I'd been doing that when this message came and it touched my heart. It's like, oh, I've been holding my breath for nine to 12 months, waiting, just hoping for the season to change. And I'm gonna declare this over us tonight and believe that some women in this place tonight are gonna get a seasonal change. And this comes from Song of Songs and it's the Passion Translation. And I'm gonna read from 2, 11 to 13. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? And some of you may not know that there is literally a breaking out that's happening in this place tonight. And I just wanna pre-warn you that some are literally gonna feel the shift and, and getting unstuck and released from one season into another. And I just wanna give you the heads up that that breaking forth is gonna happen here tonight. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth, the budding vines of new life Life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flower whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion. Run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. If you agree in this place tonight, why don't you put your hands together? Why don't you give a shout of praise in this place tonight? He's the God of breaking out. He's the God of seasonal change. And I I declare that over us tonight. Where there has been a winter, who felt the spring in the air today? That sun was coming out. It was warming our skin. It was warming our soul. Spring is in the air. For many women in this room tonight, your spring is here in Jesus' Name. You know, if I'm honest, um, 2018 will be a year that I'll happily erase from my memory. (laughs) Does anyone else have some of those years that you're like, wow, I could 
happily forget that one. Scratch that from the calendar. But nevertheless, I'll be, I'll be grateful because it has added to me. Like God does a reinvention work even in the uncomfortable awkward, difficult um, chapters of our life. He is always doing something good, nevertheless, isn't He? It's His very nature. And one of my greatest takeaways of 2018 is that God is kind. Jordan, God is kind. Yes, He is. And you know, the Bible says um, that God is close to the brokenhearted. And I love that truth. And I think we only know the fullness of that truth when we are truly brokenhearted. And the way He comes in around us is so stunning, like nobody else can. You know, even the room can be filled with people, but we can feel isolated and and set apart. God has a way of somehow getting through the hustle and the bustle and finding us in places of obscurity, in places of isolation, places of depression, places of anxiety. Somehow He manages to find us. God is close to the brokenhearted. He is not a religious God sitting up high in heaven, not caring about the reality of our existence. He's acutely aware of our existence. He's acutely aware of the details and and the disarray. He's acutely aware of our dismay. He is a God of love. He is a God who cares. He is a God who knows. Amen. I love Him. You know, and we know His closeness in a whole other way when we suffer. And I think uh, empathy for suffering is something that is another takeaway for me this year. I think even in suffering, um, learning and discovering a new measure of empathy is a very valuable gift in life. There is always something precious and good to be extracted, even from the difficult seasons of life. Amen. You know, um, you know, some of what I've experienced this year, I'm not going to overshare tonight, but I just say that it's been a year of hostility and multiple losses, great losses that cost my heart. But I do want to share one loss in particular. And part of me can hardly believe it's true. But just uh, seven weeks ago, I was 15 weeks pregnant with my fourth child. And my husband actually at the time was overseas, actually with Pastor Tony in the States at the time. So I was home on my own with the the kids. So we were apart. And I wanted this baby because this baby was going to be a delight in what had been a dormant season, a disappointing season, a season of loss already. And I, I went shopping one particular day. I wanted to get something for Pastor Catherine. I had that female intuition, something is coming. And so, you know, you start to hurry. You get that sense something's going to happen. And you start to hurry. And you're checking things off the list. You don't know what, you don't know how. But, you know, as women, sometimes we know these things. So I'd been at the shops that day. I'd been hustling. And then I noticed that I started to bleed. And I went to see my doctor and he said, look, if it, increases you need to go to the hospital and I went home and the blood flow started to increase and I called a friend and got her to be with my children as soon as I could and then I got myself in the car and I'm driving down the motorway driving myself to the hospital and there's this huge gush of blood as I'm driving down the motorway and I weep as I drive because in that moment 
I know that that baby's lost. And I came to the hospital, rushed in through emergency. And I'm on that emergency table. And it's amazing, even though it's, it's a monumental loss and it's very traumatic, it's like God somehow was able to cushion the blow of the trauma. And there was this serenity that came over the room. And I had this beautiful woman who had faith also clutching my hand in the greatest peak of the trauma. And I thought, how kind are you, God, that you position her with me in this moment? And that is the nature of God. And if we have a lens to see, even in the midst of huge trauma, there his kindness is written over our story. And even as I was resting in the the ward not long after, I couldn't deny his kindness to me. I couldn't deny his goodness to me. And I'm not brave talking. I just felt the peace that comes, the peace that surpasses all understanding that came and comforted me and accompanied me whilst my husband was on the other side of the planet. He, he was with me. The shepherd was with me. The prince of peace was with me in that moment. And I, I went home that night. I checked myself out of the hospital and... I think the hardest moment was actually telling my children that this baby was lost because they're old enough to dream and to envision what it would be like raising this baby and having this younger brother. And for my son especially, it was very difficult. And if I'm honest, he still grieves. He still mourns. He's quite sensitive. But that night, we asked God that he would show my son, Jesse, his brother in a dream. And we actually named this baby Noah Sabbath. And the word Sabbath is a day of rest and a day of worship. And if I'm honest, even though Noah wasn't with us as long as I'd like, he did lead me into a time of Sabbath. He did lead me into a time of rest. And what's amazing because of God's kindness, uh, two nights later, my son Jesse had a dream and he saw his brother Noah distinctly in that dream. And he can describe him in full detail. This is the kindness of God, that He give my son Jesse a glimpse of his brother. And what I know is that we are just living parallel and that a time will come where we'll reunite in heaven and I'll be able to hold his hand. I'll be able to put my forehead to his and we'll be together again. This is the nature of God's kindness that comes around us, that cushions the blow, that strengthens us, even in moments of of great sadness. He is a good God. He is a kind God. He is a faithful God. And actually, Pastor Kath messaged me soon after this all happened. And she said to me, believing that your faith, an example of how to journey the unexpected will speak volumes and encourage and impact others deeply. And so I am determined. You know, God wasn't in my loss, but nevertheless, I can take these moments to declare His goodness, even in the midst, to to use the small influence that I have to tell of His kindness. And I'm determined to be that. And it's not brave talking. It's very real for me because nothing has been more real in this whole 
this haze of this last season than His kindness, like a theme written through my story. And the amazing thing is that because God's resurrection power is in us, we can minister life. We can speak life. Even when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we can declare His resurrection life. We can declare His goodness. We can declare His faithfulness because it's coursing through our veins. It's enabling us to walk forward each day, one step at a time. And you know, what's interesting, you know, my original version of this message before Cleo kindly deleted it, I was going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. There was a woman in the Bible who had been bleeding profusely for 12 years and she had a great encounter with Jesus. And as she reached out to Him, she was profoundly healed. And in some ways I think I was going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. If I'm honest, I am the woman. I am the woman with the issue of blood and I come with vulnerability and I come with a need just as she did. And the amazing thing about the woman with the issue of blood is she saw Jesus coming through the crowd and she got down on her knees and there was a hustle and there was dust and there was distraction and she reached out on her knees and she clutched the hem of His garment. She took a hold, His robe swung past her in a moment of divine encounter, that robe swept out in front of her and she reached out in her need. She reached out in her brokenness. She reached out in her sadness and she gripped the hem of His garment. And in that moment, life surged through her body and the the illness of 12 years was broken and life and healing entered every cell of her body. And I believe her bleeding wasn't just healed, Her emotions were healed. Her mind was healed. Complete healing right through every part of her in that divine encounter. She reached out. She was coming from behind. She was coming behind the eight ball. She was coming behind life. Life hadn't been handed to her on a silver platter. And I would encourage you here tonight, if you feel like you're coming from behind, your ducks haven't been lined up, life hasn't been perfect, let me tell you it was enough to reach from behind. She reached from behind out of obscurity, out of humility, out of desperation. She reached from behind. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come. And as she clutched His garment, life surged through her body and health surged through her body. It was enough to reach from behind. It's so powerful. You know, we often come to God with why prayers or if prayers or how prayers. She had one prayer that she was uttering to herself. She was speaking it under her breath as she was hovering and waiting and looking for the right moment to stretch out her hand in faith and take a hold of her miracle. She prayed, if I only get a hold of Him, If I only get a hold of Him, it will be enough. See, the truth is He 
is enough and His name is Jesus. And Jesus is a picture of life, a picture of healing, a picture of kindness, a picture of seeing. It was enough for her to grasp a hold of the very hem of His cloak in that moment if I only get a hold of Him. And I would encourage us tonight, wherever we're postured in this life, to open up our hearts and pray that very simple prayer. If I only get a hold of Him. Because taking a hold of Him solves pretty much every issue of the human heart. He is the divine and singular answer to everything. To be honest, I haven't spent my energy asking the what with what if how prayers when it comes to my baby Noah Sabbath. I have instead decided just to take a hold of him and know that that's enough. Know that all the answers are in him, in his presence, in his kindness, in his company, in his touch. When he fills us, the overflow in our life is contentment. Even in the midst of imperfection, even in the midst of despair, it's very powerful. You know, some of us here tonight have been clutching to the hem of our human strength and our efforts and our hopes and our plans. And I would just encourage us tonight that there is the option to be crowned in his kindness and rather to clutch and to take hold of the one who knows us in fine detail, knows our future, knows our cares, knows our burdens and is very able to look after us. Grasping the hem of his garment is all I have and everything I have and it is enough Miracles flow through that grip. Life flows through that grip. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 